Welcome to the early days brought to you by Prouse Chow. Hey there, I'm Jackie Ray. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're just getting into business or you've been in business, I think you are, no, I don't think. I know you are going to enjoy our show today. I'm gonna to introduce you to Stefan Cherwodiak. He is from Quickfire Group of Companies. And first of all, welcome, thanks for coming. Thanks very much for having me and glad to be here. Cherwodiak, that's a good Irish name. Yeah, you betcha. Well, <laughs> believe it or not, I was an Irish dancer back in the day. So. No. Yeah. You were, you weren't Rashunka? No, I was not. No, bad Ukrainian boy. Bad Ukrainian boy. <laughs> Where'd you grow up? Here, right in Edmonton, Alberta. Okay. What side of the city? Uh, West West End boy over in Wolf Willow. Okay. What school did you go to? Uh, St. Francis Xavier for high school. Okay. Yeah. What did you do for fun? Was it sports? Was it drama? Was it No, math? I was a super nerd, yeah, and was a dancer, competitive dancer with the Knox School of Irish Dance right here in the city. So, yeah, a little bit of uh, arts boy because my dad worked for CBC and CKUA. So. Oh, my goodness. So, as an Irish dancer, when did you start? 12. I saw River Dance here at the Jubilee Auditorium, and that was it. Away we go. You can do the whole river dance routine. Uh, pretty close, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not now with my bad knees, but when I was younger, for sure. So as a competitive dancer, did you go places and tour? Traveled the world, yeah, with competitions all over Scotland, Ireland, UK, and across North America, too, as well. What an experience that would be. I know. So did you, were you friends, obviously, and uh, with a, in the group, and you go out and you hit, or do you have to sell chocolate bars to raise money to go? No, no chocolate bars. <laughs> we were just dancing in pubs at St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> and, and that would be no fun at all. No, it was a blast. So do, do you still dance at all now? Or? No, no, nothing. Just uh, join the girls at the competitions whenever I have the opportunity here in the city. Okay, so as, I would think as an Irish dancer, be like me as a curler. Your knees sometimes are going, what the heck have oh, I yeah. done? No, no, at our age, we can't do that anymore. <laughs> so, Stefan, you go to St. Francis Xavier, so you, you're in competitive Irish dancing. But what else? Because I, when I look at, and we'll get to the company that you're with. Sure. Because I'm, I'm trying right now to make the leap to yeah. what your company is now. No but worries. what else did you do besides Irish dancing? So, like, the opportunity for us to sort of get into business sort of came from you know, my mom, where she wanted me to go out in the middle of winter, minus 40 degrees, uh, and deliver paper. Well, I was not that type of kid. Um, so there was a Sorrentino's over on the corner of, uh, I guess, Collingwood Road. And that's sort of where I started into the food and beverage industry, which led into some of our first companies here in the city. I, I have spent the odd, I've had a glass of wine or two there at that Sorrentino's. Yeah, you <laughs> if Carmelo's pouring, we're drinking for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I love Sorrentino's. So now you, if you get into there, what, how old were you? I was uh, 14 when I started, so I've been in food and beverage for a long time. Wow. Yeah. So you're doing the competitive dancing because of your dad. Now, what did he do at CKUA and CBC? Music producer. Okay. Yeah. So what? Uh, so as a music producer at those companies, do they get to pick the music or they're picking uh, with the host of the show? Yeah, so he was the host of shows both on CQA and uh, um, CBC. But, you know, listening to Andy Donnelly on the Celtic show on Friday night on mm -hmm. CKUA was probably where the love of the Irish music started and kind of worked from there. So now you're getting into food and brev beverage at Sorrentino's. You're yeah. still going to school. Yeah, uh, as a kid. As, and yeah, so you're just a kid. Yeah, passing with flying colors. Or you obviously had your, you, you had a lot going on. I did have a lot going on. Yeah, it was a great opportunity to sort of get into an industry. I mean, earn some money 
Um, I, I don't even know what it's called when parents give kids money these days. Allowance, Allowance I think it's called. Yeah. We, didn't, we didn't really get that. So anything that we wanted, whether it was a cell phone or you know the opportunity to look at buying a car, paying for gas, always came out of our own pocket. So now you graduate. Where do you go after high school? So I started university at the U of A. You know, thinking you know I'm the oldest of three kids, so going to be a doctor. You know, I had you know severe allergies as a child and fell in love with food and culinary. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, that didn't end up working out, and sort of ended up working throughout university in restaurants, and then after school, kind of d- decided what I was going to end up doing. Um, and entrepreneurship was always very interesting to me because my mom was in new home sales, um, so that's her and her partner. You know, did that for years. I did that during school, and then you know, deciding what you wanted to do when you grow up, so to speak, is sort of always trial and error. So giving us the opportunity to you know do some show home hours or try sales or work in a restaurant, um, which I highly recommend. Everyone. Everyone should do that because it gives you such great people skills. Well, and that's what the early days is all about. Because I don't think anybody goes into post secondary saying this is what I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. Some do, but mm-hmm. a lot you find your path once you're there, or not only your path but your passion. Correct. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's all trial and error. You know, I didn't have an older sibling that said, "Hey, you know, take a gap year, find yourself, know who you are, don't spend the money." Um, so you just jumped in, and I was pretty young, so late 17, 18, when I started in university. Um, so that was tough. You know, you're you're still a child at 18 right now. Looking back, thinking about all of that, but it was a good opportunity to learn who you were and to grow and sort of develop a really great network. Now, the, being the oldest of three kids, can I ask what your siblings do? Uh, so the middle child is a plumber, pipe fitter, and so now foreman because we're or- older. And my sister is a um, dental assistant as well. So I, I find it really fascinating that, that your parents right away, this is, you got to work for what you want. What a great upbringing. Yeah. I mean, I thank them every day for, you know, the opportunity that they allowed us to have and sort of to grow into our own. Obviously all three kids are so different. Um, so that's, you know, following our passions or giving us the opportunity to sort of work for what we need, what we want. Obviously it's sometimes a struggle when you're doing all those things and, you know, leaving home at 18, 19, um, but definitely makes you grow up fast. Yeah, it really does. So you get out of uh, U of A. So now what degree did you come out with? I didn't. I didn't actually finish oh. uh, at the University of Alberta. So I uh, got an opportunity to work in international move logistics. Uh, so that was a job offer that came my direction um, and then sort of worked through a, a couple opportunities there. And then you know, started the company, I guess, in 2010 was one of our first. So, What the heck is international move logistics? So basically moving you and your goods from Edmonton to the UK, overseas, that kind of thing. Oh, jeez. So. Okay. So now the first company you started, Yeah. what was it? Um, so it was PTP Entertainment Incorporated, now operating as Quick Fire Cookery. Um, we did sort of VIP amenities for uh, artists coming into the city and then did like music shows and stuff like at the Polish Hall. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's a diverse, diverse group of companies. Uh, I, I can, this is what's really fascinating. I'm yeah. thinking coming in when I heard, oh, it's a mortgage company. No, it's a group of companies. Yeah. So this is the first. That's the first one, Which yeah. has your background of hospitality that you had learned. Correct. Yeah, starting at Sorrentino's. And- yeah, so then that sort of developed, you know, over the crash. You know, you couldn't really do anything in 2007, 2008, 2009. 
Um, so started working it as a, a catering company instead, sort of, you know, putting my passion for culinary and opportunity to showcase, you know, a lot of the um, culinary skills as well as, um, I guess, expertise or experiences uh, from my travels when I was in Europe. Well, and there's obviously a business side to this brain of yours because you can't be starting all these companies without <sighs> that aspect of it. I think the biggest problem for me is I didn't like being told what to do. So if you're <laughs> going to do something that you know, you're know you going to be responsible for wholly is definitely entrepreneurship. You're the only one when you start especially is looking in the mirror and knowing exactly that you know whatever your success, drawbacks, or failures are, it's that person in the mirror that's actually going to do that for you. Really smart piece. So now you've got the catering business. Now what's the next, what's the next step? So with catering, I mean, you know, it's sort of hit and miss. You did a lot of sort of weddings and, you know, working in the industry was very difficult with working weekends, working evenings, you're working all summer, you're working, um, you know, doing the, you know, Christmas events and New Year's parties. So a lot of that becomes taxing. Um, so I wanted to make a change. So I did get licensed as a mortgage broker in 2010 and then gave the opportunity for the start of Quickfire Mortgage Solutions. That was company number two. Yeah, because that's really similar, uh, food uh, industry and, and mortgage specialists. So it's really interconnected. <laughs> People are super confused <laughs> for sure. They're like, oh yeah, they think it's all finance based. Some of them are now, but as we diversify um, our portfolio of companies, I mean, it's passion projects first. I mean, the, entre the entrepreneurs that I have met and you know been able to interact with is their passion that has led to their success. So regardless mm -hmm. of it's a passion for culinary or pa passion for you know building companies, I think one of my superpowers is people. Oh yeah, and that started out with, and that's what you said earlier, a key is was that hospitality industry that yeah. taught you how to interact with people. 100%, and at a very young age, from yeah. people yelling at you, to you know, working out problems, to dealing with backends or management. Um, so that, that definitely got started pretty young. And, and would I be wrong to say that uh, mortgage brokers seem to be more prevalent now uh, than they were before? And, and it's, it, it really, it's not as daunting as people think it may be. For sure. Yeah, I mean, the mortgage broker, brokerage industry has definitely developed. Even when I started and got licensed, you know, the mortgage brokers were mostly for alternative lending and stuff like that. Whereas now, you know, we're actually taking a very large market share because we're people and, you know, family focused versus being one of the big five banks or stuff like that. We are walking to a branch and you potentially are just a number. So it gives us the opportunity to really focus on the needs of the client and give them the attention they deserve. What, do you ever say to somebody, this ain't working, this isn't going to work? Well, I mean, I think for us, it's learning when you are educating to a point uh, of understanding first. And if they can understand why it's a no, then we are already successful, whether we've mm -hmm. actually funded on a mortgage or not. So. Oh, yeah, that's great. So now Quickfire, uh, other group of companies, anything to add on? Well, we just <laughs> launched last year the Quickfire Financial. So that is now an insurance and group benefits arm. Um, because it's very synergistic with the opportunity with mortgages, you need insurance. You know, we always have to offer uh, like a manual life or mortgage product insurance that is basically lender specific. And for us, that's not that's not in our client's best interest. So hindsight 2020, I should have started both at the same time, but obviously it's an opportunity to grow and develop and be, you know, understand what the needs of our client base is as we move forward. 
But isn't that also what an, being an entrepreneur is? You go, oh, should have thought of that one. Oh, let's go. Let's try this. Well, hindsight's always twenty twenty. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I wear glasses, but I still make mistakes. So <laughs> at the end of the day, working forward for our clients is the most important thing to do to make sure we're not referring to someone that we don't trust or don't mm. have the same mentality towards service that we do with the mortgage company, as an example. So do you still have anything with the catering company or the more hospitality company, or is it all just finance and mortgage now? Yep. So we were still okay. operating. Obviously, COVID okay. took a, a hit. So, mm. you know, we were smart in our business. We didn't have sort of an outlay of a space or a permanency mm. um, that cost us a lot of money. Um, but as we sort of develop forward, we're looking to do a restaurant group here in the city. Ah, okay. So that's next next big steps. So as you build this next step and being knowing that industry so well, what's the one thing that you're obviously probably location? Yeah, of course. Yeah, for us, I mean, when you're picking a restaurant, I think the people that you're working with and operating are sort of the key features, making sure that you're relying on the experts and knowing that I can't do everything. Maybe once upon mm -hmm. a time, I had the energy or the you know opportunity to just like work for 40, 60 hours a day but that just doesn't work, you know, especially when you're operating and managing people and wanting to do your best for all the companies that you operate and for all the people that you're sort of beholden to, including the client base and any employees. So with this new group of rest, are your restaurants, is that plural that I heard? Our intention is to you know, be a restaurant group. So not just go for one. Um, it's just going to be the opportunity to showcase, you know, different uh, styles of cuisine and stuff like that at different locations. So we don't yeah. want to be a be-all be end-all, but definitely develop a group of concepts that are going to you know, satisfy a lot of different crazy, uh, culinary cravings in the city. Let's talk about your team. How many people are employed at Quickfire? We're, we're pretty small. I mean, the mortgage brokerage, or it's not brokerage, sorry, mortgage team is six of us. Um, so we have client mm -hmm. care people, um, licensed mortgage brokers, licensed underwriters. Uh, Quickfire Financial, there's four of us on, on that end as well. So we're looking to develop, to develop and grow across Western Canada, including um, working on offices in Calgary, the Okanagan, and hopefully in Vancouver. Oh, geez. And how'd you come up with the name Quickfire? Um, I think, well, originally we were talking about a, ca a catering company, right? So, you know, we're like, what kind of, should it be quick food? You know, that sounds too cheap. Should it be? So we were basically sitting, you know, on a, a couch with my friend Michaela and her mom and so sort of we're writing a whole bunch of things down and that's sort of where it developed from. Yes, have us cater, you will torch your place. Uh, sure, that's right. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not good maybe in the Okanagan with the fires there, but <laughs> yeah. we're, uh, we're definitely focused on food. I just love that. You're just, you're, you're all over the map, but you're not. I'm not. No, like I said, yeah. I think my superpower, like I don't, I don't think anyone loves mortgages or loves insurance mm -hmm. or loves working all the weekends, but I think my superpower is people. So a connector, you know, a developer, you know, a good ear, you know, as a, as a manager and as a team lead to sort of understand problem solving and, you know, a lot of social, you know, dynamics associated with offering services, you know. You know, on the insurance end, if you have to deliver, you know, um, a check for a, a dead you know, family relative, that's really hard. So you have to be empathetic and, you know, understanding what that might look like. But on the mortgage side, it's very happy and enthusiastic. They're receiving something for the services rendered. So, you know, it is a, a roller coaster of emotions when you're sort of operating within, you know, people at all in the sphere of people. So it's just very important for me to understand how they operate. I do a lot of reading and sort of okay. work work for as 
to be better, you know, and operate to serve people better. And and really, probably not only your customer base, but it would be be your staff too. Of course, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, we try to vet people to make sure that they're cognizant of what we're trying to develop. Um, and you know, with in the organizations that I work with in the past, really focus on empowerment and the opportunity for advancement. We want you know the person that's working you know in the back end to be a manager or a team lead or mm-hmm. someone that wants to be a, is a current mortgage broker maybe run an office one day so you know we talk about a lot of the strategic planning so they have the opportunity to have limitless p- potential and not necessarily focusing on the income that's always a, a indicator that comes after if you're being successful monetarily you have mm-hmm. the opportunity to showcase what you've done first which is you know be empowered and be developed so with you being raised by your mom and dad in the west end of edmonton like you were and now how many kids do you have none no I, i'm a plant dad no you're, kids really no, no kids no, no oh my goodness yeah. that's me too yeah. i have a dog i have to find someone to suffer me first if there's going to be children in play so. <laughs> Well, I'm just looking at all the hours that I know you must have to work with sure. all this myriad of companies under the umbrella. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's what I choose to do. I mean, not that a family is not in the future somewhere in the cards, but right now focusing on um, the development of, you know, future strategies, I think are lots of fun. And I think the focus for me might be down down the line, be mergers and acquisitions, mm-hmm. you know, whether we're taking a look at, you know, developing different spaces or collaborating with other restaurateurs or whether we're looking at developing a mortgage office and collaborating with an established one or buying a book of insurance business. So I think that's where my focus will be in the future. Yeah, you think uh, you excel at being the people person, which you yeah, are. I hope you so. Also, yeah, <laughs> but you also, you're, you're, I can tell you also excel about connecting dots, Correct. which a lot of people in their brains, like, well, the dots don't connect. Well, and then sometimes <laughs> yeah. it takes time and sometimes yeah. you have to have a loss or have a learning opportunity mm-hmm. or have one of those experiences before the dots like glowing and shooting in the background <laughs> and you're going, oh, I, sh- I shouldn't have missed that one because it's been there for a year or two years or three years or five years or 10 years. So definitely sort of taking a step back is something that I've learned about myself is that, you know, you kind of get have those horse blinders on and really do that focus work and other things might be going wrong or not being uh, given the attention that it needs in order to be successful. And I think, you know, sometimes some of the not mistakes or I'd say boobas or things that could have been a lot oh, easier lots for of you. Lots oh, yeah. of boobas, but yeah. you need that though to be a success in a lot of ways, right? Yeah, it's a, it's those lessons learned, and I think if you're not learning from the lessons and not taking a lesson or an education moment from the mistakes that you make, then you're you're not actually growing. Um, yeah. So that's definitely something that I've heard, felt, and you know experienced the hard way and the good way, and I'm sure there's more more of those in the future. But if I'm not learning from them, then you know, everything will stagnate and stale. Now, when you get out of bed every morning, uh, what is the thing that probably most excites you about your quick fire group of companies? The, the next opportunity, I think. Okay. You know, working with new people, having new opinions, having new experiences, you know, sort of developing, you know, that, that next leader uh, within, within the company or companies. I think is something that really excites me for sure. So would you be uh, the head of the company and then under the, you have department heads or how, how, what's the structure? Yeah. Uh, uh, Currently, currently there is no structure. (laughs) 
or it doesn't feel like there's structure, but you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, working towards something, you know, having that business coach in place has been very valuable for me, you know, relying on experts, you know, in law firms or accountants or, you know, different groups like, um, you know, JCI Edmonton or, you know, entrepreneurship groups, giving us that capacity to sort of learn from people that have done it and maybe not end up reinventing that wheel. Yeah, I think that's uh, I, that's probably the best way we could end this show. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. There no. is a there is there, there's people and there's resources, and it looks like you access them. And uh, I think that's just brilliant. Well, and if you don't, then you're not moving forward. So that's one of my lessons today. Uh, Stefan Sharoniak from the Quickfire Group of Companies. Thank you. This has been awesome. Our pleasure. Thanks so much for having us. This series is proudly produced by the team at Road 55. Road 55 creates content that connects. For more information, check our website, www.road55.ca. It's those lessons learned, and I think if you're not learning from the lessons and not taking a lesson or an education moment from the mistakes that you make, then you're you're not actually growing. Um, so that's definitely something that I've heard, felt, and you know experienced the hard way and the good way. And I'm sure there's more more of those in the future. But if I'm not learning from them, then you know everything will stagnate.